Hello, I'm Dr. Jesse L. Grice, founder and uh, senior pastor of Truvine Baptist Church. It's my heart as we welcome you. I welcome you, and I praise God uh, that you will get something from it and bless your life. And in Jesus' name, we love you. He is good. Not only is he good, he's very good. And we come to praise him. We come to thank him. Saint of God ought not to be quiet in the house of God. Y'all running at the mouth of the other time. Come on, run your mouth in the church. And I don't mean gossip either. I mean praising no one but the Lord. Amen. 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 Let's pray together. Father, thank you for our time together this day. Thank you, Father, that you have blessed us to come. Blessed us to come and worship you. Blessed us to come and lift you up. But Jesus said, if I am lifted up, I will draw all men to myself. So, Father, we lift you up in the name of Jesus. Holy Father, bless now your servant. Think with my mind, speak with my mouth, that which you have to say. Hide me, Father, behind the cross that I might not be seen, but that Jesus might be seen. And Father, I'll be careful to give you the glory, the honor, and all the praise. For it is in Christ Jesus' name that I pray. All said, Amen. 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 Praise God. We give God all the glory, honor, and the praise. Before we get to the scripture, let me read. I'll have a mission statement. You should already know that. And maybe one of these Sundays I'll have you to say it for me. Amen. 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 Extending God's love without limits, impacting each generation to know and love Christ. What it literally means is connection. Connecting not only with those who come in this place or where you are, but it means connection in our community and sharing Christ wherever you might go. That's impacting each generation. We have a number of generations right here, right now. And so we want to impact all generations to know and love our Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen? Amen. If you will, turn in your Bibles to the Gospel of Luke, chapter 7. Verses 1 through 10. The Gospel of Luke, chapter 7, verses 1 through 10. If you're at Luke, chapter 7, verse 1, would you say amen? Amen. Amen. Others perhaps are still turning or on their electronic devices. Amen. Luke, chapter 7, verses 1 through 10. It reads... Now, when he concluded all his sayings in the hearing of the people, he entered Capernaum, and a certain centurion's servant who was dear to him was sick and ready to die. So when he heard about Jesus, he sent elders of the Jews to him, pleading with him to come and heal his servants. And when they came to Jesus, they begged him earnestly, saying that the one for whom he should do this was deserving. For he loves our nation and has built us a synagogue. Then Jesus went with them, and when he was already not far from the house, the centurion sent friends to him, saying to him, Lord, do not trouble yourself, for I am not worthy that you should should enter my roof. Therefore, I did not even think myself worthy to come to you, but say the word, and my servant will be healed. For I also am a man placed under authority, having soldiers under me. 
And I say to one, go, and he goes, and to another, come, and he comes, and to my servant, do this, and he does it. When Jesus heard these things, he marveled at him and turned around and said to the crowd that followed him, I say to you, I have not found such great faith, not even in Israel. Those who were sent, returning to the house, found the servant well who had been sick. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading, hearing, and doing of his word. You may take your seat. As you might imagine from the text, that it is the topic of this message, just speak a word, Lord. In another way, I'll probably say it is the same, but I say a word, Lord, in Jesus' name. The Gospel of Matthew chapter 8 and our text in Luke chapter 7 speaks of a Roman centurion whose servant was extremely sick and about to die. The Roman soldier called on the one person who could help him, the Lord Jesus Christ. Have any of you called out to God lately? Whether or not you knew him as Savior and knew there was no one else to call for your help. We often try everything but God. He's the last one that we'll call on sometimes. Have you called on him lately? You were worried, stressed out, laid out, and you still perhaps didn't call on the Lord. There seems to be no hope. God's word provides hope for everyone today. Just ask him to speak a word. Ask him to speak a word. After a time of ministry near his adopted hometown in Capernaum, Jesus came across a Roman centurion and his request. Roman centurion was a commander of a hundred soldiers. He was somebody in the Roman army. And when we look at the history of the Romans and their officers, they didn't care too much about Gentiles. They didn't care too much about Israel. They only cared about being a soldier. But there was something different about this man. He was a pagan. He was not of Israel. He wasn't even saved. And you know, that's interesting because God blesses those that seek him out. I wonder now in this place today how many of you, you know about him. The scripture says of this person that he he had heard about Jesus. How many of you have heard about Jesus and yet you still deny going to him. My friends, you only have a limited time, and God doesn't have to wait on anybody. And so if you've heard about him, regardless of your situation, you ought to talk to him, you ought to call him up, and he's ready to listen to you. The centurion had a serious request for the Lord Jesus. This man had something different about him than some other men, but we'll find out in a moment. The centurion had a serious request that he wanted to talk to the Lord. So when he had heard about Jesus, I wonder sometimes when I was unsaved and I had heard about the Lord, but I pushed his name in, in, my, in the back as far as I could. But God has a way of reaching out and pulling that name back and, and calling on you to call on him again. 
So he heard about Jesus. He sent elders of the nation. Think about that. He sent elders of the Jews. The Jews did not care too much about the Romans. They, they were pretty tough on them. But you see, God will make a way out of no way. Yes, There's some folk that are against you right now, but after a while, God will send them to you, and you're the one that's going to give them the word of God by speaking a word to their lives, what God wants to do in their lives. But he sent elders of the Jews to Christ, pleading with him to come and heal his servant. Perhaps sending the elders of the Jews would incline the Lord to come to the soldier and minister to his sick servant. Scripture does not say how and when the centurion heard about Jesus, but he had faith, the confidence, and that the Lord would come. Oftentimes, my friend, we think that a person who is saved and, and all of that, that they got all the faith in the world. You will be surprised how many Christians don't have any faith. They, they talk a good game. They walk a good game, but they're not in the game. They're sitting on the bench. Amen. But this man, he, had, he wanted to make sure that his servant doesn't die. Scripture does not say how and when, but he knew something was about Jesus. Perhaps he never met him, but he knew something about what the people said about him. There was no TV, there was no internet, there was no nothing, but somehow he heard about Jesus. We have all kinds of things working in this world today, and we still deny hearing about Jesus. If you get on, 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 on your electronic device, you'll find somebody talking about Jesus. You can't help but to hear about him. I wonder how many of us have heard about him in that way, have come to know him as Savior and Lord of their lives, or how many are dying and going to a crisis eternity because they didn't call on that name. It is here that things seem to turn around. Why did the centurion say to the Lord, do not trouble yourself, for I am not worthy that you should even come under my roof? Had he had a change of mind? No, the centurion had not changed his mind about desiring the Lord to heal his servant. There's something else about this man. I've just shared a little bit about him. He's a man who has great love for the Jewish people, so much so that he built them a synagogue. And most importantly, this man who displays great faith and humility. The centurion says the following to the Lord Jesus, Therefore I did not even think, to, to myself worthy to come under your roof. Think about that. I didn't even think I was worthy to do that. Yet you called for Christ. Yet you heard about him. Yet you knew that your servant was going to die. But you knew where to go get some help. I wonder, my friend, how many of us know where we need to go get some help, but you don't turn to the help. Yes, I often hear folks praying whether you're saved or not and all about your problems and all about what's happening who's against you nobody's for you when you gonna call on the Lord yes, when you gonna say Lord I need to get my act together how many of us are not saved and yet we want to be in, in in that number you can't be in the number until you get Christ in your life yes, but you can still call on him you see for sinners we can call on God right now Lord I'm a sinner go ahead and fess up I'm a sinner and I need salvation I believe that you are Christ the Lord I believe that you died in my spot. I believe that you died on that cross. I believe that you hung there six hours one Friday. I believe that on the third day you rose from the grave. I believe that you are God Almighty. Lord, would you hear my voice? Lord, I, I, I can't do anything else. I need to hear from you. God will do it in a, in a moment of time, but we have to call on him. Something different about this fellow. He talked more about it at the end of the text. His, his faith. He didn't say it. God said, the Lord Jesus said himself, only two instances in the all of scripture where he told someone how great is their faith. There was a Gentile woman who had an issue. 
And the Gentile woman had the faith, even though every spot that she went in, they denied her. But Jesus finally looked at her and says, listen, great faith, God has worked it out. He tells this man, great faith, God has worked it out. I just want you to know today, we won't be long. My friend, listen, God just will speak a word. How many of you are going through a serious, serious situation on your job, in your family life, in your life, wherever? The Bible declares here in this word, but speak a word, Lord. Just say a word to my situation. I know you'll work it out. You see, that's faith. We can't see it. You can't measure it. Faith is with faith. Call them is belief, having confidence that I know God will work my situation out. How many of you know that God will work it out? Oh, well, come on, don't fool me now. How many of you know that God will work it out? When you continue to pray and pray and pray, it seems like nothing's going to happen. Look like God is in Alaska on vacation. But God don't take vacation. He's God all by himself. And he hears every prayer. You don't have to worry about everybody praying in front of you. You pray to God and God will listen. And he will answer your prayer. Can I get a witness? Ain't nobody but God that can do that. There's no one but the Lord can work out your situation. Though your situation may be terrible, though you can't hardly take it no more, but I'm here to tell you if you just hang on in there. I'm here to tell you this, Lord, if you just work it out for me. I'm not making any promises, Lord, but I just want you to work it out, and I know I want to do what you want me to do. First, God, I'm not where I used to be, but I'm not where I want to be. Lord, we just touch my life and work it out for me. In the name of Jesus, I know you'll do it for me, Lord. I know in spite of the evidence, you'll work it all out. I know you'll do it, and you worked it out for somebody else. I know you can work it out for me. Won't he do it? If anybody knows Jesus right now, if you know Christ right now, can you recall the time when you call on his name and you can even pray anymore? You begin to say, Lord, I can't say no more. But I say this in my place. Say a word to my situation. Speak a word to my life. Speak a word to my wife, my mama, my children. Speak a word, God, to them. Touch me and speak a word to me. I'm going through, and my friend, when you say that you're going through, that means you're not standing still. God is on the, on the move. He believed that Jesus' word alone was sufficient to heal his dying servant. How many of us, we say that we have faith, but even when we say that, we are denying, well, maybe my situation too bad. There is nothing too bad for God. There's nothing that's impossible for God. The only thing is impossible for God. He cannot fail. God is awesome. He runs it. He rules it all. So we ought not to even say that, but say a word, my Lord. Say a word to my family. Say a word to those that are unsaved. Say a word to my church family. Father, say a word to me. I need you in my life. I need you to work it all out. For there's no one like you. Father, thank you for what you're going to do and what you're doing even right now. Sometime, my friend, you'll come to the house of the Lord. And one ear is closed and the other you can't hear out the other one. And then you leave, you, you leave the same way you came. And you wonder then, uh, what was anything good said? We should have had the ears open. Should have had our mind open. Why come to the house of the Lord? 
if you didn't come to worship. Too many of us are sitting down instead of standing on our feet and giving them the praise. Too many of us are sitting as though we are watching a show. This is no show. Let me get ebonically clear. This ain't no show. This is worship in the house of the Lord. When we begin to lift the Lord up, the Spirit of the Lord begin to move in and among us. Somebody who don't know Him is going to be touched. Somebody who knows Him will be touched. My friend, that's what happens in worship. We come to give Him the glory, Him the praise, Him all the honor. It's not about the preacher, but it's the one who's preached too. God is some kind of God, and we ought to give Him praise even right now. Oh, my friend, do you hear me? This man believed that Jesus' word alone was sufficient to heal his dying servant. Just on hearsay. The Bible said he heard about it. He didn't see about it. He heard. I, I can tell that he didn't go to the temple and hear any scripture or hear Jesus preach. No, he heard about it. Something stirred in this man to come and call on the name of the Lord. When are you going to call on the name of the Lord? How many of us are here today and you really want to call, but you don't call? You're just waiting for the football game to come on. I'm talking to the brothers. That game's going to come and be gone. Unless you got a stake in it, you're not getting any money. Unless you got a stake in it, you don't own the team. And that's, that's all right with me. But my friend, when you began to say, I'm going to do, I, I need to do what God would have me to do. I, I need to get up uh, on my feet and get up and get in the street and begin to tell somebody about someone that I know. And his name is Jesus. Let somebody else hear about Jesus from you. And when you tell them, it's on them to get to know the Lord. When Jesus heard these things from this man, he marveled at him. He was surprised. Nothing really surprises the Lord, but he marveled at him. He probably said, wow, look at this. But I want to put another point in there. And he turned around and he said to the crowd that's following him, this is what he said. I say to you, I have not found such great faith, not even in Israel. Think about the last few words. In his own country, in his own people, Israel, they didn't hear what God had for them to hear. They didn't do what God had for them to do. Jesus told another Gentile, I have come only to the lost sheep of Israel. He's still speaking about the same thing. His own people who got the word of God never paid him any attention when he came as Savior. They look for a man that's on a white horse that's going to take out the Romans. But Jesus had his own agenda. He's come to tell everybody about somebody who's able to save anybody. His name is Jesus. His name is Jesus. And that's what we ought to do. I wonder when Christ comes, will you be ready to go back with him? Would you say, wait a minute, Lord. Hold on. But as the choir was singing today, you ought to open your mouth and say something to the Lord and about the Lord. Can I get a witness? And those who were sent, returning to the house, found the servant well who had been sick. We are at the end. 
There are many of us born again and not born again. To say what the centurion said with humility and faith. Another word I skipped over. This man is humble. You know, if you're not a humble person, you're not a teachable person. And when you're not a teachable person, you're going to miss a lot of blessings in your life, even as a Christian. This man was humble, but he wasn't saved. He was a Gentile. He wasn't a part of Israel. He was the only one who's occupying their land. But he had more faith and more humility than their own people. My friends, we ought to become what God would have us to be, first of all. Humble ourselves before the mighty hand of God. And the Bible said, he will lift you up. Too many of us want to be high, but you didn't pay the price. You got to pay the price of being humility, being humble and trusting God. Can I get a witness from you? So with the centurion with humility, and he had faith. Oh, we know the definition of faith. The subject of thing hopeful and the evidence of thing not seen. But you need to go further than that. It is confidence and trust in Almighty God. Even when you waver, you ought to continue to trust and wait on the Lord. Can I get a witness? And he says, listen, in, in, in any situation, Jesus, speak a word, Lord, to my situation. Right now, whatever your situation, you just be, be succinct. Be small. Lord, just speak a word to my situation. If your heart is hard and you can't seem to get it together, Lord, speak a word to my heart. I need to get it right with you. Speak a word, Lord, that I'll be faithful as a Christian. And as a non-Christian, you should ask God to, Lord, come into my life, and we'll share that in a moment. Just speak a word, Lord, to my pain and suffering. How many of you are going through some pains and suffering right now? Almost all of us are. Amen? Lord, speak a word to my situation. I, I can't get a job. I, I, I'm qualified for a certain thing, but I'm here to tell you, friends, God can give you a job that you're not even qualified for. And they can't fire you either. I've seen it happen. God can do anything. Lord, just speak a word. Speak a word, oh God, to my need of you, the Savior. How many, some of you are here right now, and you don't know Christ. You may be churchy, but you don't know the Lord. You, you, know, you know the protocol. Even you're late in that. Speak a word, Lord, to me. Speak a word to my situation. Just speak a word, Lord, to my heart that I might hear like the centurion. But not only hear, but listen and be born again. I, I wonder sometimes how many people come to the worship center. We, we, we have a marvelous worship center. Can you give God a hand, praise? Yeah. Amen. And I want to let you know we have a marvelous praise band. Yeah. It's not entertainment, it's worship. God has provided. I always wanted the horn section. I'm not there yet, but Brother Vic is here. Yes, if I ask him, I know that he'll work it out. If you ask him, Lord, to speak a word, God will work it out. You need not be afraid to say, Lord, I need you in my heart. I need you wherever my situation is. God's word is available to all according to the Apostle Paul. For all of you that are saved, all of you that are unsaved, especially unsaved. Paul says that, that you confess your, with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead and you will be saved. It didn't say you're going to be saved next week or tomorrow. You will be saved at the moment that you trust, put your trust in your mind in Christ Jesus. But with the heart one believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. 
For the scripture says, whoever, oftentimes people kind of get it confused, but the Lord says in his word, whoever, doesn't matter where you live that. I don't know if you're downtown, uptown, roundtown, barrio, or you're in the ghetto. It don't matter. It's you. What do you want? God will work it out. But the scripture says, whoever believes on him will not be put to shame. For there is no distinction between Jew and the Greek. There is no distinction between peoples, ethnic groups. There is no distinction. If you're an Israelite, fine. If you're a Gentile, fine. Whoever you are, God will touch you. And why do you think Jesus died? He didn't die for a particular set of folk. The Bible says in John 3, 16 that he died, that God sent his only begotten son to the world, yes, which includes all of us. Yes, and his son died on the cross for all of us. My friend, I, sh I, I, I shut up how many people come hear the word of God and then they reject it, but die and go to a place not fit for humans. God moved by your spirit. I pray, Lord, you move right now by your spirit. I'm not commanding you, O oh God, for you are God all by yourself. But I'm like the Apostle Paul that he cried and was hurting for his people who would not accept Christ as Savior and Lord. I cry in my heart for as many people that I see today online that you may not know Christ. You're just walking in the land of nothing. But when you put your trust in the Lord Jesus, that's the best move you will ever make. And lastly, he, he winds it up, Paul winds it up in verse 13 of Romans chapter 9. For whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Speak a word, Lord. Speak a word. Thank you so much for your attendance and your support of the podcast. We do hope to see you again or hear you again or even talk to me again. And we love you. Thank you so much for tuning in. God bless you.